Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, July 27th at 11.30 a.m. in New York, so let's get after it. Last week, the S&P 500 made a valiant effort to break out to new recovery highs, but ultimately failed to do so, as the stock markets finished the week on a soft note. While there was no smoking gun for this weakness, we would chalk it up to three things. First, a spike in COVID cases has continued, and the virus remains far from contained in the U.S. This spike is challenging the pace of reopening of the U.S. economy, schools, and everyday activities of life. Second, polls are suggesting Joe Biden has a very strong lead over President Trump in this year's election, while the Democrats are also looking like favorites in congressional races. A blue sweep would usher in meaningful changes to policy going forward that are perceived to be less market-friendly. Finally, valuations for the most favored parts of the equity market have reached their limits, with some stocks now reaching bubble territory. On the last point, higher valuations are justified for businesses that have proven to be quite resilient during this pandemic. Many of these stocks are in sectors perceived to be secular growers, companies that can do well in any kind of economic environment. The pandemic has in many ways proven this thesis for many of these winners. Furthermore, record low long-term interest rates boost the valuations for hyper-growth stocks as near-term profitability becomes less important to investors. From my vantage point, such valuations have reached extreme levels that are almost impossible to justify using any reasonable assumption on the growth these companies can actually deliver. Part of the problem is that many of the most expensive stocks are now very large in size, and the law of large numbers alone will preclude such aggressive growth targets from being achieved. Secondly, the perceived resilience of certain business models during this pandemic may be challenged in the second half of the year, when it becomes clear that such businesses were simply beneficiaries of a pull forward of demand during the pandemic as people worked from home and stayed at home. Last week, some of the worst performing stocks were COVID beneficiaries who reported strong second quarter results, but then acknowledged that the second half could see some slowing. I would call that payback for the one-time benefits these companies accrued from the pandemic pull forward. With 46% of all market cap in the S&P 500 reporting second quarter earnings this week, I expect more of the same. Very solid second quarter results, but with outlooks that proved to be disappointing to either unrealistic expectations or valuations for the pandemic's biggest beneficiaries. Ironically, stocks of the biggest victims of the pandemic may perform better because expectations have been reduced too far at this point. Perhaps nowhere in the market are expectations and valuations as lofty as they are in software. Such companies embody all of the things investors crave at the moment. Fast growth, resilience to the negative effects of the pandemic, capital-light business models, and a strongly negative correlation to long-term interest rates. As a result, software stocks now comprise a significant percentage of the price momentum leaders. With price momentum still the most popular investment strategy for both active and passive investors, software stocks have attracted capital like a magnet. But just like in the physical world, momentum in financial markets often goes too far and eventually exceeds certain limits, the proverbial pendulum swinging back and forth. While difficult to time, we think the pendulum for software stocks and other beneficiaries of the pandemic have swung too far and are likely to start swinging back in the other direction. As such, our software team downgraded the sector to a market performer today. In the end, this should be a correction that creates an opportunity to buy some of these great businesses at lower prices. It may also cause the overall market to trade lower given how large and important some of these stocks are to the overall index. To me, this would be a healthy development and a necessary condition for the bull market that began in March to eventually continue. For longer-term investors, it should be the pause that refreshes. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.